uh, we want to do it a little different today. I want to jump right into the, uh, to the Word, and because worship is a key this month, so I want to kind of teach you a little bit before we get into that, if that's okay. Uh, I've got my Bible with me. It's, uh, it's one of my favorite Bibles. I can't read it anymore because it's so small, but it looks good, so I just carry it around with me. But um, we have uh, been praying the prayer of Jabez around here, and by the way, we've been praying together on Tuesday nights, if you've not been here. Uh, we've been praying for you, praying for us as a congregation. We've been really asking the Lord to do something significant in our lives. We really believe that now is the time to prosper. Spiritually, financially, relationally, ministerially, that now is the time to prosper. So won't you go ahead and make a faith declaration, touch two or three people around you, say, now's your time to prosper. Tell them, just tell them, your, now's your time to prosper. So every day, if you've not joined us in this, uh, this prayer time together, every day we encourage you, begin to pray the prayer of Jabez. It says something like this, Oh, that you would bless me indeed, enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me, and that you would keep me from evil that I might not cause pain. See, a lot of people, even in the body of Christ and Christians, don't really even believe that God wants you blessed. But I'm here to tell you, I've studied, the, I've studied it from Genesis to Revelation, and there's one, if there's one heart of God, it is he wants his people to prosper in the earth. And when I say prosper, I'm not necessarily talking about only financially prospering, but I'm talking about prospering in relationship, prospering in our relationship with God, with each other. Actually, the word prosper in Hebrew means to find provision on your road. In other words, as you journey with God, everything you need God will provide for you in your journey as you follow him. So this month is the month, Hebraic month, of Tammuz. Now, those of you that have not uh, started tracking with us in this yet, I hope you will. We come to realize several years ago that there is a biblical cal calendar. There's a biblical calendar that's different from our Gregorian calendar. The biblical calendar is actually works on a lunar system with the moon, not the sun. And so we realize this through Scripture. And now if you understand that, you can go back and realize that God has a calendar. Why is this important? Why do we keep every month coming, reinforcing this concept with you? Because this is one of the keys to breaking into God's blessings. Is when you align your life with the will of heaven... The timing of heaven, doing what God says when God says to do it, supernatural things begin to occur in our lives. And so this is a very important thing when we look at this Moedim, this appointed time every month. We just slipped into a brand new month, which is Tammuz, which ties into the prayer of Jabez. Because Tammuz is all about breaking out of your shell and breaking boundaries and moving into a bigger place with God. The month of Tammuz is the letter Chet, which Vav Zion, which means spiritual light. Reuben is the tribe. The root word of Reuben actually means to see. And then the constellation hanging over us this month is actually Cancer or the crab. Or Sartan is the, is the real root word, which means a film strip. To remove the outer layers to see what's inside. Any of you old, old school remember the film strips, right? In school, in our sites, uh, we used to have reels and reels of film strips. We had that old, uh, you know, what, I don't know what size it was, but you know, you'd hook it up and it'd roll these reels. But you could actually get these reels out and hold them up to the light, and you could kind of go frame by frame, and that's the way the film strip was made. It wasn't made digitally. It was frame by frame. 
Here's what's interesting about this month for me and you. You know, our life consists of frame by frame by frame. And then as those frames get put together, then what happens is our life begins to unfold. Here's the good news about this season. God says to us, this is the month to take our lives and begin to look at the past year, the past two years, maybe even the past decade, and kind of go frame by frame and say, God, over these last few years that I've been journeying you, where have I gotten it right and where have I gotten it wrong? And now this month, God gives us the opportunity to readjust if necessary and begin to alter the film. How many of you know God has the ability to edit? Amen. And so don't you love movies that are headed one direction and all of a sudden something changes and they go a whole nother direction. The good news I have for you this month is no matter where you are in the film of your life right now, the God of heaven and earth can step right in this month and alter some things for us and move us toward our purpose and our destiny in Jesus' name. Now, the biblical concept of this is found in Exodus 32. Exodus 32, this is the month, Tammuz, when Moses was on Mount Sinai receiving Ten Commandments. Do you all remember that in the story? This is when they left Israel and Moses goes on the mountain. Israel thought that Moses was not coming back. So Aaron helped Israel create a new feast and an old God, the golden calf from back in Egypt. Israel wanted to live by sight not by faith. Now, here's what's interesting about this month when you begin to look into this. I've always wondered, why would you build a golden calf? I mean, you've already met, you've already met the God who delivered you out of Egypt. You've already seen the cloud by day, the fire by night. You've seen the Red Sea split. You saw manna fall out of heaven. Why in the world would some group of people that had seen all these miraculous things all of a sudden want to worship and build an idolatrous calf in replacing God. Well, when I began to study the Talmud and understood this, because I know this is real because it happens to me and you all the time, this is called the wiles of the devil. According to the Jewish commentator Rashi, he said Satan caused the sky to grow dark and gloom to settle on Israel when Moses was on the mountain, and Satan used the mixed multitude, the Egyptians that had come back without, with, with Israel, convinced them that Moses was dead on the mountain. The Talmud actually says they had visions of Moses laying on a bier or a coffin on the mountain. And Satan convinced them that Moses was dead. So they had come out of Israel by Moses' hand. They had crossed the Red Sea by Moses' rod. They had gotten bread from heaven because Moses prayed. And so now the leader that God had put before him, Satan convinced him that he was dead. So all they knew to do was go back to an old mentality, an old form of worship, trying to, just out of fear really, now we're out here in the wilderness, we have nobody to lead us, and they went back to what they know. Here's what happens to a lot of us. We get out there following Jesus by faith and all of a sudden the enemy comes through circumstances and tries to make you think your vision is dead, your promise is dead, your dream is dead, the thing you prayed for was dead. And all we know to do sometimes is go back to an old 
form of idolatry. It might be addiction. It might not be behavior. It might be some old soul thing on the inside of us. But this is what God wants to snap us out of this month. He doesn't want you building a golden calf. He wants you entering into the blessings and the promises of God. Come on, somebody. The golden calf worshipped by Israel which was blatant act of idolatry. The Babylonians attacked Jerusalem and destroyed the first temple. This all happened in Tammuz. The Romans attacked Jerusalem and destroyed the second temple. All this destruction happened this month in our history. So this month, there's literally interesting, this month through vision, because this month's all about vision, we can decide to go back to an old place or we can decide to move forward to where God wants to take us to this month. Proverbs 29, 18 says, where there is no revelation, the people go, up, go back, one translation says, or cast off restraint. So see, what happens is when you get a revelation, when you get a revelation from God, when you get a word from God, then it doesn't matter what your circumstances start talking to you about. That's why revelation is so important. That's why flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but our Father in heaven has said about Peter, once you get a revelation in your spirit about who God is and what God wants to do in your life, then your circumstances can't bring this doom and gloom over you because you've got a prophetic vision of where you're going. God's been talking about this to us since Passover. He said, started out saying something like this, for I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and give you a hope-filled future. But I bet between that then and now, many of you fought some battles. Many of you have been diagnosed with some doctor issues. Some of you face some financial problems. Some of you face some relational problems. Why? The enemy's trying to cloud your vision to make you think that that's really not the promise of God. But I'm here in the month of taboos to say you pull that film strip out and you look at it and the same God who delivered you in the past is the same God who will deliver you in this present moment and will take you into your future. Right? So worship is the key to vision. This is the month. Worship is the key to vision. Worship is the key that moves us forward in this month of Tammuz. Worship, number one, is the way to move through life, and especially the month of Tammuz through worship. Number two, God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Three, worship, we must open ourselves, remove the shell, and allow God's spirit to communicate in our spirit. Like that crab shell in the constellations, sometimes we'll start getting circumstances that harden our hearts and harden things around us. We have to allow God through worship to penetrate us this month, break that shell off so we can get past some things and move forward into the future. Lastly, what the eye is to the body, the spirit is to your inner man. So when your spirit connects with God through worship by the Holy Spirit, vision begins to come up on the inside of you and he awakens your revelation again the Lord's really been on me this for the last, last two or three weeks about worship not just this corporate worship but me and you worshiping me and you just worshiping in our own personal lives because worship is the key that moves us forward in this season in a supernatural way worship births vision Ephesians 1 17 18 that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ the Father of glory may give to you the wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope 
of his calling. God wants to open somebody's eyes here today. Touch two or three people beside you and say, you're about to get your eyes open in a new way. Now, I think, I think, unfortunately, when we talk about getting eyes open, sometimes we think that's only about salvation. But you see, my eyes are continually being opened to new and different things of God. And so you and I are all at different places in following the Lord, but we all need revelation or vision. Why? If you can't see it, you can't have it. God told Abraham, he said, he said, Whatever land you can see, I'll give it to you. Abraham responded saying, then what will you give me seeing I go childless? God said, get out of your tent, look to heaven, count the stars. In other words, get out of what you're looking at and get to a new place of inference. Get to a new place of perception. Lift up your eyes to the heavens. Begin to see who God is, what God can do. And let God change your perception. We get stuck. Trauma gets us stuck. Disappointment gets us stuck. Hope deferred gets us stuck. But God comes along in these powerful months and helps us get unstuck and move forward with the Lord. Now, I'm just like you. I'm struggling with some things in my life, some promises I'm holding on to, some things I believe God spoke to me about, and, I'm, and I, I struggle like you. God, is it going to happen? Have I messed it up? That's probably what we struggle with most of all, right? Well, I mean, can testify, if anybody could mess it up, it was you, right? I mean, so, so I think probably what we all struggle with more than anything is to realize Probably, if we just were honest, we'd struggle with the fact, God, I've probably made so many mistakes and I've probably done so many things wrong that I've somehow made it null and void. Well, I was struggling along with that in my own life until about two days ago when the Lord spoke to me and said, have you forgotten about covenant? I said, what do you mean, Lord? He said, I am a covenant-making, covenant-keeping God. And by the way, it has nothing to do with you. I cut covenant by myself over you concerning you, and my covenant of peace will not depart from you because the covenant is in the blood of my only son, Jesus. It's not your righteousness. It's not your making it happen. It's because of the blood of the Lamb. Know that if I have cut covenant and made covenant with you, then I will surely perform my will in your life come on somebody we serve a covenant making covenant keeping God and he's not going to work in your life because of what you've done he's going to work in our lives because of what he's done touch three or four more people say I'm in covenant with God tell them I'm in covenant with God let's pause there just a minute let's don't get too far this is called the new covenant We're in covenant with God. In other words, if God said he's going to deliver you, then the devil can't stop him from delivering you. You can't stop him from delivering you. If God has cut covenant with you, his covenant power and grace will prevail in your life. He's covenanted us for provision, for healing, for protection. These are all covenants of God. When we realize that, Worship brings us back to realization so our eyes are open. How did I hear about covenant? I was worshiping Jesus. And all of a sudden, I start hearing things in the Spirit because I've connected through. Come on, somebody. Psalm 34. Here we go. I'm getting carried away. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually 
be in my mouth. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord. He heard me, delivered me from all my fears. They looked to him and were radiant and their faces were not ashamed. This is the word the Lord gave me for us. Number one, worship is for all seasons. I will bless the Lord at all times. Some of us need to get a hold of this right now. I'm, anybody can bless the Lord when you got plenty of money in the bank. Anybody can bless the Lord when you got your bills paid. Anybody can bless the Lord when you're feeling good in your body. Anybody can bless the Lord when your kids are acting right and your marriage is in good shape. But God's looking for some people who will know how to bless the Lord in all seasons, in everything, in the good times and the bad times, in the high times and the low times. I will bless the Lord at all times. Praise the Lord, it'll make you feel better. Why? That's covenant. That's covenant when you learn to live with God like this. That I'll bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Two, worship builds faith and confidence. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. When you worship the Lord, when you magnify God, when you live this lifestyle of worship then you will have great confidence in God. You will be able to make your boast and your faith will come alive and arise. That's all God's looking for is faith. He's just looking for people to have enough faith to trust him to do what he wants to do in your life and what he's wanting to do already. That's what the covenant is all about, just you and I finally believing and realizing that God really wants to and break an old religious mindset off of you to where you think that none of this is a reality in your life just because of what you've personally experienced. What you and I have personally experienced has nothing to do with the covenants of God. Most of us have not personally experienced the blessing of God because we've never been told about the covenant blessings of God. And nobody's ever told us that these are actually things God wants us to have. God don't want you broke. God don't want you sick. God don't want you sad. God don't want you miserable. God don't want your kids on drugs. God don't want your marriage to fail. None of this is the will of God because the covenant blessings of God, he said, I'll bless you coming in. I'll bless you going out. You'll be the head, not the tail, above, not beneath. You'll be healed of the Lord, and you will lend to nations, and you shall not borrow. Now, I understand that most of us aren't living in that total condition as of today. But if you will start blessing the Lord at all times, you will begin to move with the Lord into these cycles of blessings. Touch three people say, I'm about to get blessed. Tell them. Tell somebody else and show them some teeth. I'm about to get blessed. Worship enlarges your vision of God. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and worship his name together. I'll never forget, I was in the meeting one time with my friend Benny Hinn, and he loves to worship Jesus. But he sings the same songs all the time. But every time he sings them, God moves. So I was sitting in a... a, uh, audience and kind of got a critical spirit on me. No, it don't ever happen to y'all, does it? <laughs> Just felt this critical thing kind of come on. All of a sudden, he got to the point where he started singing the same songs. I said, Jesus, he's not worshiping you. 
I said this to Jesus. I said, he knows if he sings these songs, you'll move. And people will get touched. Just like this, the Lord said, you don't know anything about me. <laughs> I was like, we weren't talking about that. Lord was talking about Benny right now. Lord said, you don't know anything about me. I said, what do you mean, Lord? He said, you don't realize what he's doing. I said, what's he doing? The Lord said, he's magnifying me. He says, he has learned something you haven't. That if you will lead people into worship and magnify God, then he becomes bigger than their problems, bigger than their circumstances, bigger than what they're going through, and they can begin to see God as actually who he is, creator of heaven and earth, that nothing is too, come on somebody, nothing is too hard for him if we can get, our, get the people's eyes off themselves and get their eyes on God. Magnify the Lord with me. God's a big God. Big God he is. It says he holds the earth in his hands. Sits on the circle of the earth. Put the stars in heaven and call them each by name and wakes them up every morning. Magnify the Lord with me. How big is our God? But you see, most of us living in this earthly realm, we think cancer's bigger than God. We think debt's bigger than God. We, th we think circumstances are bigger than God. But if you will start worshiping God, you'll begin to realize that God is much bigger and much more able than what you're going through. Give somebody an elbow, say, scoot over, I'm about to start worshiping. Tell them I'm about to start worshiping. Worship delivers us from fear. I sought the Lord, and he delivered me from all my fears. Isn't it interesting? That's the tool of the enemy. That, don't you hate when that fear just comes to try to grab hold of you? So you're trying to write your bills at the end of the month, and all of a sudden you see the month getting bigger and the money getting littler. Littler, is that a word? A little, little money getting littler, month getting bigger. And then all of a sudden this fear, oh my God, how are we going to make it this month? Right? Is that happening to y'all? Or all of a sudden you're sitting there and all of a sudden you have a little muscle pain in your chest and you think, oh, it's the big one. I knew I should have quit eating all that fried chicken. You're, right, come on now. Right, this fear, right? Or you can't, or you can't find, you know, you, you can't find one of your kids and, you, and all that, you, how many, of you, how many of you, when your kid isn't in at midnight, your first thought isn't, oh, I'm sure he's witnessing to somebody down there and leading them to Jesus, right? No, no, that's not your first thought, is it? It's not, no, it's like, why can't that be your first go? Oh, he must have gotten a God conversation and the Holy Ghost is moving. No, no that's not your first thought. Your first thought, he's drunk and high down somewhere. Come on. So quick. We move into the, that's the number one tool of the enemy is to try to bring fear. But I got good news. As soon as that fear tries to grab hold of your mind, if you will drop what you're doing, magnify the Lord and begin to worship him, those fears will go away from your mind. Worship brings the glory and destroys guilt. They look to him and were radiant. 
and their faces were not ashamed. The power of worship is what we tap into this month. And as we do this, God begins to open up some things that were closed before. There's hidden things that he wants you to see that you've not seen before. And they've not been hidden from you. They've been hidden for you. That's why 2 Corinthians 2 says, Eye has not seen, ear has not heard, mind cannot comprehend the good things God has for you, but they are revealed to you by the Spirit. John 7 says, The Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. When you begin to glorify Jesus, the Spirit opens up pathways that you've never seen before. And you enter into a realm you've never been before. And now God begins to unfold His vision and His purpose in your life. And you can see it, then you can attain it. Last scripture. Matthew 6, 21-23. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness. In this portion of scripture, where your treasure is, your heart will be also. This is God continually delivering us from an idolatry of mammon. Now I don't know about you. I've been serving the Lord 30 something years. But I'm still not totally free from mammon. I'm not free from it yet. Because it's the only thing that Jesus said you can't serve both. You cannot serve God and mammon. Isn't that interesting? So God comes every month through first fruits giving to, to test our hearts again to say, are you, are, you, are you wanting to move forward in this? Now, I'll be honest with you. When I got money in the bank, and I've never had a lot of money in the bank, but I've had a little bit of money. When I got a little bit of money in the bank, I'm like, oh, first fruit, no problem. But when I got a little bit of money in the bank, I'm like, oh, maybe a half a first fruit. <laughs> Maybe a slice of an apple. <laughs> right? Because God is wanting to... Con- God, look, I'm convinced God's wanting to pour more out on us than we would even think or dream or imagine. It's just He's trying to get us to the place where we don't trust that, that we only trust Him and what He can do. Look, I'm convinced... There's some people under the sound of my voice this morning. This month, God's ready to break you out of a place and move you into another place you've never been before. He's just looking for us to turn to Him to worship, experience faith through stepping out there, giving a first fruits offering as He's commanded us to do on these given months. And when we do, the Bible says He will open up the windows of heaven and pour us out blessings. That's not just money. That's revelation knowledge. That's understanding that we didn't have before so that He can move us forward to this place of prosperity physically spiritually and financially amen so this month of Tammuz 
We're going to move forward here in just a minute and worship. And sometime during the worship, we'll invite you to participate in the First Fruits offering. And we're just going to ask God to break us out to new places and give us fresh vision and revelation of what he wants to do in our life in this season. This is the, this is the month where God gives us vision supernatural vision from heaven of what his purposes and what his plans are and what his thoughts are and how they're going to be revealed to us in a supernatural way in this season. As we're getting ready to worship, check out this first fruits testimony that happened recently. The first time I had ever been exposed to first fruits or even hearing that teaching is when I began church here at Word Alive. It was Pentecost. I had a, a need of $800 and decided just to, just to take the pastor at his word, that the Lord would bless me. If I give a first fruits offering, he'd bless the rest. I had $40. I sewed $40 Sunday morning, believing the Lord would, would take care of my need. By Tuesday of the following week, all $800 had been, had been given to me. It just I was blessed with everything that I needed. As I began to learn and grow, learn more about tithes and first fruits offerings and sowing seeds of faith, I had another need that, that had come up that was much greater. I had a $5,000 need and had no way of getting the money, nobody to help me. I had $10 is all the money I had to sow as a seed of faith. So I sowed the seed of faith when Chuck Pierce was here, believing that the Lord would, would take care of my problems. Once again, Tuesday of the very next week, I got a phone call. A company that I'd worked for for years ago had an annuity on all the employees that I didn't even know about. They decided to cash the annuity out and was settled up with all the employees. After the taxes and everything was paid, $5,042 was the amount that I received. And I say this to encourage you that it's not about the amount that you give, it's your faith. It's where, you're, where your heart's at when you give your offering. My name is Michael Swafford, and that's my story.
keep worshiping. Father, we lift up a first fruits offering to you today, and we just decree and declare we believe your word. Lord, we're giving today trusting and believing your word. You are a covenant-making, covenant-keeping God. And God, we believe that you said in 3 John 2, Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Lord, you said in Joshua 1 and 8 that if we would meditate upon the word day and night, that you would give us good success in everything we did or do will prosper. You promised in Psalm 1, you said bless the Lord, and you said something along these lines, that we would be like trees planted by the water, and that our leaf would never wither, and whatever we do will prosper. Lord, we break the power of the lie of the enemy that we're supposed to be held captive by circumstances or even monetary situations. We decree the God of heaven is our God and my God shall supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory. Now God, we realize our greatest desire is not wealth. Our greatest desire is revelation knowledge because we know if we get a revelation then everything else will come our way. And so Lord, we give the month in the month of Tammuz decreeing and declaring we will not build a golden calf. We will not be drawn in by Satan's wiles, but we will move forward in this season and we will follow you fully and we will see our eyes open according to Ephesians that our eyes would be open that we could see through the spirit of wisdom and revelation our future and move into it in Jesus' name. And everybody in agreement with that, shout it, amen. Come on, let's get up this morning as we worship. Come on. suffering with migraine headaches that literally causes your vision to be blurred. They're intense. God's healing you right now by the power of the Holy Spirit. So receive your healing even now in the name of Jesus. Somebody's here. You've had a past season where a retina was detached and it's had trouble getting reconnected and growing back. It's healing, being healed right now by the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus, we give you glory for that and we give you honor and we give you praise for it in the name of Jesus. 
Jim Reese, I don't know who you and your wife have been praying for, but I see you praying for. It looks like a young man or a younger man. I don't know if it's a son or a relative, but I see you praying for a man, a younger man, not young, but a younger man. And you've been praying for him, and God's going to answer that prayer in a supernatural way. You've, you've come together, and you've prayed and agreed on something concerning a young man. And God says to tell you that that prayer has been answered, and we're going to see the fruit of it in the days ahead. Because you prayed, and God's heard it, and now you're going to see the answer come in the name of Jesus. Woo! Come on, somebody. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Somebody here... You probably need to be baptized. And so while baptized, baptism of waters, <laughs> baptism of waters are ready to go today. And so when we dismiss you, just a minute, if you need to be baptized, we'll baptize you today as you're following the Lord Jesus. This is the month to let God break that shell off of you and enter on into what God wants to do in this season in your life in Jesus' name. Where's the admiral with the shofar? Holly, take that mic back here to him, will you? We just want to release that sound because we believe that's in obedience to the Word of God. We declare that out in the heavenly realm to Satan and to the angels of God, both, both worlds, we're decreeing that this sound of shofar is our sound of blessing for the month of Tammuz. Would you lift your hands with me? Would you stand? And would you just receive the sound of heaven through the shofar? Come on. was meant to be a month of blessing but became a month of destruction because of the golden calf that we say will not be bought into the wiles of the devil but we will move forward in this season supernaturally with fresh vision from the Lord so that we can see our future let the film strip of our lives be opened up before the Lord and he now rearranges and changes and moves us forward in this season supernaturally by the Holy Spirit we decree it we receive it and we thank you for it now in Jesus name and everybody in agreement said amen I love you guys be blessed